0: Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the KBP podcast. My name is Temei Ezeru. Now this podcast is a weekly podcast that answers questions people may have about the Christian faith and they are answered based on the scriptures by Pastor Suri Yerifo. On today's episode, we'll be looking at the classification of traditional marriage. Listen and be blessed.
1: I will follow the Lord. I will do that. Praise God. Pazoji, so, thanks so much for being such a blessing. Uh, there is a comment here, and I want to just uh, say a, a word or two about it. When we're talking about uh, marriage, uh, divorce, and remarriage, and all of that, and um, we got into the issue of um, uh, wedding ceremonies and all of that, and um, I think Pazoji made a comment about um those days in the scripture union um traditional marriage was uh, classified by that group as as engagement and all of that somebody is saying here uh, please provide scriptures for the explanation given on marriage and the classification of traditional marriage as an engagement by the scripture union now of course um uh, (laughs) you're not going to find uh, that in scripture i think Let's first of all get what I, I I guess the scripture was trying to do there. They were essentially trying to get believers in Christ to see that now that you belong to God, this cannot be the final authority when it comes to sanctioning your union, when it comes to blessing your union, when it comes to joining a man and his wife in holy matrimony because you are now children of god because you are believers because you have been bought with a price the blood of the lamb the lord himself should be the final authority and the institution through which that is done is his church his body praise god and uh the scripture i'll actually uh us something from the scripture A thought that came to my heart when passage uh, was saying that um now uh, in matthew 22 i read from verse 15 then the pharisees went and plotted how they might entangle him in his talk and they sent to him their disciples with the herodians saying teacher we know that you are true and teach the way of god in truth nor do you care about anyone For you do not regard the person of men. Tell us therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. I personally believe that these thoughts of Jesus should guide our thoughts. There are, so when it comes to marriage, for example, I believe that the authority of the parents who the the family from which you know from the family from where the people getting married have come from have a say so and have a right to uh, come together and say yes we sanction this union and all of that and while we should give to caesar that which is caesar's we should also give to god that which is God's. as children of god as believers in the lord jesus christ as men and women boys and girls who have come into covenant with God through the blood of Jesus. We need his voice and his word and his authority and his spirit Spoken over our union, sanctuary our union, joining our union. Praise God. That would be, uh, for example, uh, that would be a text of scripture that I'd like to give to put that to um, rest hallelujah <laughs> uh, let me you know you did hear what i said about um marriage and what you said you no know, when i was talking about give to caesars i would use caesars and all of that
2: yes um you had something you had what
1: i said i said I heard very well i was i was trying to underscore hmm. the buttons. the reason behind the um, why, we need, why we need the blessing of God through His anointed servants, through His chosen vessels, to bless as believers.
2: Mm.
1: Sorry, because I we are believers.
2: As, as believers, yes, as believers. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the major challenges is this. Um, somebody once asked the question: uh, Am I married if I if I um joined in the registry and I've not done church wedding or traditional some people have asked that question am I married and the question what what one what the answer i often give to them is yes you are you know you are married so what what typically we we do is you come to church for the blessing of your marriage. Uh Aha. You can't marry twice. We've had some people who have done that, you know, they they got married in the registry, then came to church and got married in church, you know, and getting married in church, getting married in registry is basically the same thing outside of the environment where it is celebrated. And the fact that it is the ministers of the gospel that have uh, blessed your union. Uh So they have a certificate of marriage from the federal government in in the registry, and they also have a certificate of marriage from the federal government in their churches. You can't have two wedding dates, you know, so we always try to educate people to understand the choice you have to make as far as that is concerned. Uh Um, In church, in, in when you are celebrating the covenant of marriage in church, you often ask who gives this bride out in marriage, you know, and then you ask, do you take this person as your lawfully wedded wife? And then later on, the minister blesses them and pronounces them husband and wife, you know, and then says, you may kiss the bride. What's the essence of that? The essence of that is to show that before now. You were not married but now by virtue of this uh your marriage receives the blessing of the lord and now you've become man and wife you know so like you explained and i think you were very apt like i said in your uh explanation on that as believers uh we should exalt the principles, the laws of God, the blessing of our ministers, above any other thing. We should uh-huh. that when the moment um, the place of the church is challenged in the heart of an individual, then problems will begin to erupt from that point of view, from that uh, from that position, you know. Um, you begin to lose ties, you know, as you ought. If the Bible says, um, neglect not the assembling together of yourselves, uh-huh, that should help us to understand that there is there is a power that the Lord uh, deposits on the people when the righteous congregate, you know. Um, yeah, and that's the whole essence of, of it anyway to exalt the principles of god about, about above any other when we must not forget like i was saying to a couple who we were talking about things like this um in, in in europe they had their own native law and customs before christianity came in
1: yeah
2: uh-huh now the judeo-christian culture wiped out their own native laws and customs, because those things were bound to demigods and and uh, fetish deities, you know. Okay, but Africa wants to retain both. The African church wants to retain both. We don't want to let go, you know, and, I, and it beats me and I wonder why, and then because of that effort to want to live between two worlds, we are now beginning to see the old fetish practices come into the church as ministry, you know, so you find a minister preaching and ministering to people. And it's almost like a native doctor, you know, chanting and doing things that only fetish priests will do, things that are inconsistent with the principles that governs the sanctuary of God. And how a minister must carry himself or how we must minister. Okay, we have we, we now come, we have exchanged our pastors with uh, our traditional seers and things like that. You know, uh-huh. and the reason for that is because we are clinging to our worldly and native traditions, not wanting to let go of that, and we want to force it into a Christendom. So, if I'm a believer, I should divorce myself from any of those things, you know. I should divorce myself from any of those things. I, I remember something my, my, my father-in-law said when I was, I was about to get married. The man didn't ask me for Jack, all those normal things that everybody do this, do that, do this. And during the traditional, what's it called, we sat there. And um, I, I put wine on the table, you know, non-alcoholic and the rest. And some guy came up and was challenging me why I didn't bring aromatic snap and some other things and all of that. So the man looked up and looked at me. He said, OJ, oh, I said, sir, he says, this is what you decided to bring for your... I said, yes, sir. And he said, so that would be it. And another guy stood up and began to you No, know, my father-in-law stood up and told him to walk out of the... Of the arena. Yes, Say said, walk out. He said, nobody tells me how to give my daughter out in marriage. Wow. It takes a man to start a tradition, he said. You know, now tomorrow, everybody will hear that Okorafo gave out his daughter this way. And before you know what's happening, everybody's going to copy it and begin to do it. So we must understand that some of the things that we hold on to as traditions you know, we're actually born sometimes by fetish priests or by what is it called and the like. Uh Having said that, you know, there's nothing wrong with bright prize and those things. Well, they are not, they don't negate the law of God, you know, Uh but it is a betrother and we must see it as such. It's a betrother you know, which is what the reason why it is, uh, we often see it as an engagement ceremony. I mean, even the Jewish customs had something close to that.
1: Praise God.
0: Hope you learned something new today. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You too can send in your questions if you have any by going on to www.sli.do.com and using the code KBP2021. Don't forget to give this video a thumbs up, like and share to your friends and loved ones. Till next week, remain blessed.